When man does you wrong, God allowed it because there's something in you he wants to remove because your destiny is greater than where you are. And if this Mickey Mouse thing is not removed, when the millions come, you will mess it up. So he has to allow somebody to cause that jaundice, that riffraff, that ant, eh? that ugly devil to rise. He didn't rise to show you how ugly you are. He knows how ugly you are. You may not know how ugly you are, but he wants to free you from you. Hallelujah. I think he calls for a celebration that the God that knows you better than you can still love you. He has all the details. And I was reading this thing. I said, wait a minute. These are amazing testimonies of truth. He says, it's by one man's offense, by one man's sin, that we all were made sinners. I said, wait a minute. Man sinned for all to end up in this mess. And then God used the man to free us from what man did. Amen. You haven't gotten it yet. I said, Lord, so that's what you do? That whatever wounds me is what you're going to flip and use to heal me. If man wounds me, man heals me. If woman wounds me, God will raise a better woman. You, you're not hearing what I'm telling you. If money wounds me, God will use the poverty and flip it Amen. to wealth Amen. if I let him have it. Amen. He doesn't get something new. He uses the very thing Satan uses to win to defeat him. Amen. Watch, watch. As if that's not enough, he said a man sinned and death came on all men. So Jesus used death. To defeat him that have the power of death, and that is the devil. What is our problem? Blindness. That even when God sends the man to fix what the man messed up, you attack the man and judge him to be just like the one. And now, that's what the Bible calls frustrating the grace of God. They're doing everything to help you, but you won't stop. You won't stop. Your mind is running. You're analyzing everything. You're gauging every move. You're the, hey! Poor thing. Hallelujah. Poverty! Because the mind is so beneath the realm of glory. Come on. Let's read some of this. I found it very exciting. 
because it takes me forever waiting on God to get these messages. That's why I'm so excited because you can't just read the Bible and get this. It has to be given to, to, to you. <laughs> now watch. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become or became the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also, by man came also, in other words, that which Satan used to engineer death, God used both the death and the man. Hallelujah. To bring resurrection. I'm asking you, children of God, isn't it time for you to get out of the way, throw up your hands, and say, Lord, you can have it. Do your thing in my life. He couldn't use somebody else. He had to use a man. He was a man. That's why he's called the last Adam. You have the first Adam, but they don't say this one is the second Adam. You say this one is the last Adam. Why is it the last Adam? This is God's only solution. If you don't get on this train, you will be lost for. There's no other Adam coming. So when I run into this, we're talking about Muhammad is the last prophet God ever sent. I said, where did you get that from? Who told you that? Prove it. How can you just say that? When I tell you the Bible, you say, no, 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 yeah, I don't believe that. Okay, then why would you believe this? Yeah, the Bible has been tampered with. That's all right. Oh, so Quran hasn't been tampered with? That was written in the 14th century. Thousands of years after the scriptures was written. And Quran tells you, if you are reading this Quran and you don't understand it, you should go and ask the people that read the Bible. And ask, well, then what are you doing with the Quran? Read the Bible and be done with it. Amen. Listen now. Because you have to allow these things to minister to you. So you can allow God to do his thing. Amen. He uses what Satan messed over you with. If you will allow him to reverse what Satan accomplished. Hallelujah. His pattern has remained the same. God doesn't, God doesn't do this here and he does this. No, it's the same spiritual laws governing everything. So as I'm preaching, okay, he's gone. As I'm preaching, you ought to go into the file of your life and start looking at your areas of woundedness and pain and these things you carry around that won't allow your faith to work. And get out of God's business. 
and say, Lord, if yours is a man, he said, Lord, I'm ready for the man you will send that will heal every mess. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I will turn over everything that Satan got done with his son. God will send the son of God. That's one of my specialties. When I go and see we have families that are faltering and the man is no good or gone, I'll go in there and say, now this is what a father is like. This is God's solution. I'll do you know, amazing things you will not believe. And God will flip. That's what I was telling you in Kenya. I met with Bishop's children one time. And God changed all of them. The father was there, but the thing still didn't work. Because when you're in the picture, you can't see the frame. I was in church, and when the glory exploded, I looked at all his children. That thing happens to me. I will look at you. I may not say anything to you, but I look at you, and I'll be hearing your thoughts. And I know what's going on. And I will just smile. I won't say anything to you. And then one day I shock you by coming to tell you. I may not tell you, because I may not remember the day that you thought it, but I'll tell you what you thought. Some of our leaders will tell you, sometimes they will call me. I said, you know, your closet is not clean. They said, what does that mean? I said, I probed you. You have judgment. I don't have to be there. He said, Jesus knew their thoughts. He said, you're trying to kill me. They said, he had the devil. Who is trying to kill you? You're right. Because they were politicking. But he knew what they were planning. Haven't you noticed that all the fake people are always concerned about people? How many times did the Bible tell you they couldn't do it because they feared the people? Uh-huh, because their ministry depended on the people. Let God loose. He will reverse everything Satan got done. With his own version. You got the imitation. Now by faith I release the real to you. In Jesus mighty name. Now watch. For since by man came death. By man came also. The resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam. All die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. How many of you are alive in this room today? Hallelujah. Watch. It gets better. He says, But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, Afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming. He says, whatever happened to Jesus happened to him because he's first. No, did you get it? (laughs) You see, it's not he rose from the dead because he's the son of God. And that's a special pedigree. He rose from the dead. And based on his sacrifice, God approved. 
that everybody that believes in Jesus will experience the same resurrection. Watch. That's why he's called the first fruit. As I said long ago in another service, so many people were raised from the dead. Lazarus being one. The, the son of the woman, okay, uh, uh, the woman of Nain. Remember the widow at Nain. The book of Luke said Jesus was coming into town and saw them. They were carrying. The woman, people were crying and saying that that's the only son of this widow. He went and touched the people carrying the thing. They stopped. He said, young man, arise. <laughs> I talked about Lazarus. I talked about, uh, Elder Bobby said, Jairus' daughter. <laughs> there are several people like that. Elijah raised uh, Elisha raised the Shunammite son. You have so many people that were raised from the dead, yeah. but they were not resurrected. Come on now. Preach. Yeah. They were brought back to life, yeah. and they returned to the earth in their natural body, and then they died. But a resurrected man. Hallelujah. He was called the first fruit because that's the first time a man without an external aid came back to life and came out of the grave, not with a natural human body, but with a resurrected body. Watch. And it's an incredible mystery because he said that when Jesus confronted the disciples, some doubted. He said, what are you doubting for? I'm not a spirit. I'm a resurrected man. He said, if you doubt it, give me a sandwich. They gave me a fish sandwich. He ate it. You mean his own groceries hmm? goes into his body, and he can still get through the wall, and he doesn't interfere. That's a resurrected man. Hallelujah. He said, he's the first fruit. And then we will come behind him. Hallelujah. Because one day, the trump of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ. Glory to God. My God. (laughs) He said, the dead in Christ shall rise incorruptible. That's why he's the first fruit. And then we are the second, and the third, and the fourth, and how many that will hear that call. Watch. The power of resurrection is what you need to begin to desire. I will preach other messages to show you what Paul said that he needed to do to experience the power of resurrection. Why is that critical? Watch. He said, now, whenever you sow something, before it will live, it must die first. That's where many of us are. God is leading us gradually to die to these things. We get angry and we won't stop. (laughs) These things that are making you bitter. Because you're not dead yet. But a human being that's alive, you don't die suddenly. You die 
slowly. <laughs> because your will has to be cooperating with the divine operation. Hmm? I always say that you ladies are in a better position, particularly you married one, to get this quicker than men. Because men, we are hard-headed, and many times God almost have to break <laughs> us in two for us to hear the message. But you ladies, you're dealing with life all the time. You're cooking, you're cleaning, and all of that stuff. And then, uh, you know, like I'll talk about it, you know, you, after you finish cleaning, and he comes and he leaves his shoe in the middle of the carpet. And you say, Lord, eh, what is wrong with him? <laughs> you see, so you have so many opportunities to get this quicker. Where you don't have to get the hammer that he uses to fix men. Because men are stubborn. You keep telling them, mm -mm. you keep preaching, mm -mm. you keep instructing, mm -mm. and he keeps going, and he keeps writing the grace of God, and writing the grace of God, and then one day God said, okay, I've had enough. And without warning, boom! And he's crying and screaming, and he starts praying. He starts fasting. I said, oh, really? Satan, I rebuke you. And the Lord, mm, this is not Satan. <laughs> this is God ordained trouble. I permitted him because I gave you enough time. Human beings change slowly. That is why God shows you everything in somebody before you marry them. But most times you are so in love, you are not paying attention. He's showing you all the issues there so that when you say, I do, he's not going to let you off. Because whatever you see before you say, I do, that's what will be there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. I see some ladies here helping me preach. They, they know what I'm talking about. Amen. You know, when you talk to people, they will say, well, you know, I saw that, but I thought that they would change. He shows you everything in it. But you haven't heard my punchline. Do you know what he said to me recently? Those are the things I will use to crucify you. When they're putting the nails. I told you, I was listening to, to, to that message that the guy preached here, and we didn't hear what he preached. He said he saw that God never crucifies you directly. He turns you over to men to crucify you. Amen. This is the next exciting news. I'm rushing through it. I'll, I'll read the scriptures in another message. Watch. He says, when you put a corn, kernel of corn in the ground. If you sow anything, resurrection is that you don't get back what you put in. God gives it a new body. Hey. Oh, hey, hey. You, got, you need to hear what the throne is saying. Because when I put a kernel of corn in the ground, I don't get a kernel of corn popping back at me. 
I get a new with a new dress. With a new hey, hey. That's the power of resurrection. But when you allow the process of death to work, something never seen will show up. I told you that when God told me to get up and start this ministry, something happened to me. It's, it's indescribable. When I went to talk to my pastor, and then he started saying those things, and I rushed to my knees. He screamed. He said, my God, I've, if this is not a con game, I haven't, I haven't seen one. He said, you've never nailed down to anyone. And you coming to con me with this? He did not know that I had become a new person. When God gave me the ministry, they, gave, they switched out my heart. I became a different man. That's what resurrection is. <laughs> you come. Inside of the thing, you see corn, kernels of corn. That is your multiplication effect from seed sown. But it is dressed with a new body. Amen. That's the power of resurrection. That's why Jesus could walk through all. That's how we know resurrection agents. Your body physically hasn't changed. But in the spirit, you have a new spirit. You have a new heart. You have a new mindset. You have a new passion. You have a new zeal. You're not faking it. Something has happened. Glory to God. Something has happened. Oh, hallelujah. Glory! Something has happened. If you could be seen in the spirit, you don't look the same. It's a new man. There's something that has happened. You are given a new body. So Paul said, you're a fool if you think that the dead rise not. Because even the food you eat is testifying to you Amen. that what was sown is not what was received. It was what was received dressed in a new garb. God has given it a new body. What would you become if you received this message? If you allow God to work... Beloved, I'll take it as one of my favorite messages, resurrection. What it means to be a resurrected man. It's one thing to work on things and make decisions and struggle with it. But it's another when the glory gives you a new heart and transforms you. Jesus illustrated the power of resurrection. He could eat a sandwich but he can still go through a wall. He can appear and disappear. <laughs> it is a perfect combination of the natural and supernatural. A resurrected man. But before you are resurrected, death must precede resurrection. Ooh, 
it hurts, there's pain. There's loneliness, there's perplexity. But keep going. Because the God of love, the Father of all lights, who is full of compassion and mercy, watches over the process. The Bible says he will never allow you to be tempted above your ability to handle it. Yes, naturally you feel it's too much. It's overwhelming. But they're chaperoning you to resurrection. When you are resurrected, nothing natural can overcome you, can overcome what is born of God, can overcome the destiny of God. Hallelujah. Don't believe the noise of the devil and the rhetoric. <laughs> Particularly if you misstep here or misstep there. No, 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 don't listen to any of that. Remember that God knew all of that before he made the covenant and he made the promise. Resurrection. <laughs> Remember the disciples are so traumatized by Jesus' death. But they didn't know that they were only three days away from their greatest breakthrough. And then, if you look at it, they used to say it's 40 days. It wasn't 40 days to Pentecost. When you look at it, it's only a few days after his resurrection and they experienced their greatest visitation. You have to look at those patterns and sequences. That's the way it plays out in our lives. That's the way it plays out. Resurrection. I felt my water stirring watching that message. Resurrection is an injection of life into pain, an injection of glory into malaise and depression and discouragement. It is the injection of power in weakness. Resurrection, a full ear of corn from one kernel sown. A new body, thousands of kernels in one ear. Whew, look at the power, the gargantuan explosion. That's what's about to happen on the earth in the lives of sons of God who kept on going no matter what. God shall suddenly come according to Malachi. Great things will happen on this earth, I'm telling you. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered the heart of man. The things God has prepared for them that love him. I remember when God brought me to my first breakthrough, things couldn't have been worse. All kinds of things happening. It looks so dismal and dismaying. And suddenly, everything changed. It's about to happen again. It's about to happen again. Are you ready? Don't miss it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't go start studying with Muslims. Don't, don't, don't do any stupid thing. Stay with it. Your breakthrough is coming straight ahead. In Jesus' mighty name. 770-994-3777. Get your prayer cloud today. Use any of the facilities on the screen. Whew. This is the season for resurrection. It's dear to my heart because I've lived it so many times. I'm about to live it again. Amen. God bless you. We love you. I'm so glad that we are part, a little part of your breakthrough on the earth, your journey of faith into eternal life. May resurrection help you get there. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.